but here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Hello. Your co-host, Julie. Welcome to the great north where spring has finally sprung. Yay! Spring is great. It's my second favorite season after winter. Um, your co-host, Thorsten. Uh-oh. Oh. Well, Thorsten is having... We're having some... So. Yeah, we're having some technical issues today, but Thorsten is here. There he is. Um, your co-host, Jacob. Welcome aboard, everyone. And your co-host, David. Yeah, hello, hello. And you friends, and friends, we have a guest this week joining Brian us from someone. Who did I forget? I thought I got, oh, never mind. Never mind. I thought I got everybody. You did. Okay. You did. Sorry. It just sounded like we didn't because of the technical difficulties. No, no, no. I did. I did. Um, and. <laughs> And we have a guest this week joining us from Scotland, beautiful Scotland. I'm just gonna try, I'm just gonna say the first name Zoltan, the developer of the upcoming Spacey 4X thing, Stellar Sovereigns. Welcome. Hi guys, thank you for ha- having me. Uh, yes, it is. It's not upcoming. It's already out. Oh, is it? Yes. That? Oh God, <laughs> I must have missed that the early access thing wasn't there. I apologize. Uh, yeah, okay. that, yeah, no worries. All right. Right. Okay, so never mind. It's not upcoming. It's in. It's it, It's 1.0. Oh, my God. I am. It so, is very much out. Sorry, friends. Work, yes. work has been kind of a nightmare lately, so I am very scatterbrained right now. I apologize. Uh, it's it's tough switching gears from work to this, so I apologize. Don't worry. It's why you've got six No need to apologize. No, no. I, I see you always. Sorry. Okay. I was just going to say, at, at the time we scheduled this podcast to originally happen, it was still in early access. Indeed. Oh, yes. that's why I'm all screwed yes, up. Yes, yes, yes. So let me let me explain. So, friends, we were supposed to have Zoltan on about a month ago, and this is my fault. And um, our power company has scheduled a uh, had scheduled a uh, a power outage, like for maintenance work. So that we we're going to have like a scheduled power outage. And they rescheduled it, and I misread the uh, the date on the rescheduling email that it was like the night before our our pot the podcast we're supposed to have Zoltan on, and I misread the date and thought it was going to be that night, and uh, didn't get any sleep because <laughs> I didn't use my APAP because I thought it was going to stop in the middle of the night, and uh, and it just felt horrible the next day. Like I took the day off from work. I I just felt like a wreck the next day. So that's why we were supposed to have that podcast about a month ago. It was my stupid fault. <laughs> and it's my fault as well, because, you know, just, just right after that, uh, on the 15th, when the, uh, uh, no, on the 8th, when the game was released, the week after that, I was uh, uh, moving to Scotland. So, so since then I've been, you know, trying to settle down before I was able to come back to you guys. Wait, so you, yeah, ju- you just moved to Scotland, like, within the last few weeks? I, I, I've been home. I've been home for a year uh, to finish the game and release it, and then just, just a week after that, I, 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 I flew back. Wow. Oh, so, wow. That's a, wow, that's a, that's a lot of moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. So when did you start working on this thing? I, I'd only heard about it a little while ago. Uh, when did you start working on it? Well, it's about five years. Uh, it took me five years to uh, to get to the Steam release, the 1.0. Uh, and uh, just as, just after I started, around two and a half years after that, uh, uh, I released the early access. And since then, it's been you know on the on the down low because I was working as well, so I only was able to work part time. And the last year, I got the opportunity to again work for uh, uh, for about a year. Uh, just to finish it, wrap it up, and to make it ready for Steam. All right, yeah, because uh, that, that makes sense if you if you can take if you can 
take full time to, to work on something. A lot of devs though, uh, double team it as a, like they do a full-time job and, and do this sort of thing as a part-time job. I don't know how y'all do it. I, 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 you know, when, when you, when you already done a couple of games, even if just a small games or something, you already have a good, good deal of experience. For me, I had to, I was starting from scratch. So for that two and a half years, it, it was, it was, you know, 50, 50% of learning the, the game development and then producing whatever I was able to do. So, so, so yeah, that's why it took me this, this long. Uh, and 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 I do done a lot of way things in backwards, so even took me a bit more longer <laughs> so than wait, was supposed to be. So wait, this is your first game, like period. Like this is your very yes, first. That's, wow, was the very, wow, very first first game project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that that I cannot imagine having a galaxy spanning four X being. Oh my god, because that's that a game like this has so many moving parts. You know, like well, indeed, I didn't know what I'm what is. I'm getting into, to be frank. So it it, it really really <laughs> dawned on me over time that will this ever be finished? Because I just kept building and building more and more systems, and then we thankfully came tell. together. There's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. I I'll be uh like the game like. I don't know how many uh, how many people here uh, out of the podcast have actually played it. Uh, show of show of hands if you have. I have. I, mean, I got about six hours in the game. Yeah, fair enough. I got into it and it was an experience. <laughs> now, normally, the, the, here's the thing: the average person getting into a forex, fair enough. But I am a sort of person who is no, who is quite notorious for playing games for insane people. Like Aurora or DCS I... or such. And I still felt like the game was somewhat of a challenge to get into. Yes, indeed. That 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 really comes from my inexperience uh, in development. But since then, I, I, I got so many, such a good feedback that kind of helped me round out some of the difficulties of... of, of, uh, of uh, you know the, the the strangeness, as you put it, uh, but uh, but again, it is still a work in progress in that phase. So so it I, I, I since I released it, I also I almost do every one or two days a new patch that is usually based off user feedback. Yes. Now I will actually mention one thing before I forget because I feel like this is a game because I feel like the one sort of maybe not issue but. Potential improvement, I see. This is a game with a lot of moving parts, but also that kind of struggles to show you all of them at once, unless you go out looking for them and experimenting. So I feel like what the game actually needs is a manual. Something that's just a document of all the stuff that's in the game and how it works, so you can sit down, read it, and go, oh, so that's what that button does. Uh, I feel like that would make it a lot easier to pass, and trust me, Forex players are people who read manuals. <laughs> well, indeed, indeed. Uh, uh, well, interestingly, I got the other feedback. To be frank, for the most part, uh, maybe let me put it this way: the most vocal feedback regarding uh, the game's tutorial that it is very texty, which is like, sure, how else I can really do it? Uh, but, but uh, since then, I got a very great feedback, which I believe may be going to help uh, uh, with people that instead of just front-loading a lot of text, that's how it's been done so far, I rather introduced these info buttons, which right now is only available in the uh, um, colony management uh, uh, menu. And for each panel, you can just click on it whenever you like, and then you can get the tutorial for that particular panel yes and and in that case it's very thorough with as little wording usually one or two sentences for everything in that panel individually pointing to it to look at this and then it gives you a, some kind of a an explanation or, or, or what is this supposed to do or what is it for if if i may a couple of other suggestions that might be helpful from a neophyte standpoint because i haven't like played F4X games as much as everybody like Jacob, is what I have found most helpful is several things. First, uh, there's been companies like Egosoft that have like a Discord where people can go and say, 
okay, I've got this question. And usually it's populated by a lot of the players because they say, okay, well, you log on to Eaglesoft and they say, if you get stuck, you know, here's this. Other things that uh, a friend of mine who's been on the show before, his first question he ever asked me, did you watch the instructional video? And uh, that's always been a big help. And, you know, it's like, even if you have to break it down into parts, but what's really helped the most, I think, when I've had games like this that I've gotten hard time getting into is I've had a few that have said, okay, well, let's play an example game. You know, you're going to do this and do this first. And then after you've played a few, you know, you've got the basics down, then it kind of, they take the training wheels off and there's something to look at afterwards when you get stuck. Hmm. Uh, yes, yes, I understand. Uh, uh, that that was uh, that is uh, a, a lovely tutorial, uh, a playthrough uh, made uh, by uh, Aaron Dickey uh, for um, uh, a post, effectively writing you down how you start a game uh, uh, in a post. Uh, I didn't do any Discord yet. Uh, there is discussion, ongoing discussion in the in the in the Steam uh, forum. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess uh, a, a Discord would be helpful in the future. Yeah, they can be. Forums are also don't discount the use of forums also because I think forums are a little more sticky, and Steam is also a great place to put guides. You know, so. yeah, guides. That's the yeah. word I was looking for. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. No, Steam is a great place for guides as well. So uh, that th those would be great things to add. Now, I'm I'm curious about the inspirations for the game because I saw a little bit of I think Soar of the Stars in there. Am I wrong? Like, what were your inspirations no. for this? In terms of inspiration, indeed, uh, 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 it's been it's been proposed and asked from me on on, on the Steam forum as well whether it is uh, based of Sword of the Stars. Uh, but the inspiration, yes, especially the, the 3D star chart, the kind of uh, actual real-time combat, the kind of turn-based uh, turn and real-time combat situation, uh, and then many of the, the features uh, came uh, uh, um, very inspired, like, for example, the, the governor uh, 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 political uh, spectrum graph, for example, that was uh, inspired by Sword of the Stars 2's uh, similar feature. Uh, so many things been inspired by it, but it is it is. Uh, I'm told that it's nothing like sort of the stars exactly. So it's it's not really a copy. But no. some people were kind of upset about it, but yeah. No, no, it's not a direct copy. But I de I'm playing it. And I'm like, wow, there's some store of the store of the stars in this DNA, and that always oh, I love it. Love and, oh yeah, and it's, it's it always perplexed me that there weren't more more exactly games trying to copy that. They're all they're all trying to copy. Freaking Master of Orion 2. Why aren't you all trying to copy one of the best Space 4X games ever made, Soar of the Stars? My God. Exactly. I guess maybe because it was because the second was kind of considered as a as a failure, even though that, that was the first one I actually got into. Uh, oh, wow. And I loved it playing I it mean, for, uh, online. It's worse than the first one. I will like say that having played both, it is more fiddly, oh, yeah. more complex yes. and just just yes. not yes. first one's better play it it has, bet, cool, yes. it has cool, totally, cool psychic totally. freaking dolphins i love them yeah we had the folks we had the folks at uh Kerberos on the show a couple of times and they said that they didn't have the time or the resources to get the game to where they wanted it it was just rushed out the door Prematurely. Oh yeah, that, that 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 is an open secret that that was some issues with the with the with the publisher uh, and then they had to put it out regardless it wasn't done. So, so yeah, that, that's, that's a sad, sad thing. Sadly, but it's, it's so sad. It kind of killed the, well, not entirely. Cause there are spinoffs now of Sword of the stars, uh, the, the pit games and are whatnot. They? Um, Oh yes, yes, yes. So yes. The, 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 the lineage hasn't died entirely, but it's just a shame that the second game was so poorly received. It basically killed the four X, uh, Ver portion of the franchise, which is a shame because I played the first one first and absolutely awesome. loved it. Loved it's it kicks my ass every time. I'm not good at 4X games. I'm not. I have 
I have a problem with the big, the bigger the picture gets, the worse I see it. Um, so <laughs> I'm not great with the big picture, but uh, I love Soar of the Stars and Soar of the Stars too. I tried to love, but it's kind of funny that you played that one first. Yes, it, it, it's simply simply just because that was available, I believe, for either on, on Discord or, or, or Steam. I'm not entirely certain. And then I, I didn't even know what it is. I, that was the first I meant as a forex, an actual forex. It took me hours to watch videos to figure out exactly what the heck am I supposed to do with this game at all. But then I got lucky because uh, they had this global chat. I don't know if you ever tried it. They had this global chat and then you could just type it and then I come across a couple of uh, uh, guys online that were willing to play it with me online against each other. And that's what really oh, wow. stuck with me. And I was amazed Amazing. We played hundreds of hours. Wow. And that was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were you saying that Sword of the Stars 2 was your first 4X as well? Well, in a sense that uh, but I played Hegemony. I don't know if you know that one. That's oh, yeah. The, Hegemonia. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hegem yes. I didn't really know that that was a 4X. So to me, that was like an RTS. There you go. So, But but really, where I had to learn the aspect of, okay, this is actually a 4X, was this one. God, I don't and know after which, that came everything. God, I don't know which one of those two is more obtuse. Because they're both fairly obtuse games, honestly. <laughs> they're great. I mean, I love them. I love, I, that was, I think, Hegemonia. Is that what it's called? Hegemonia? Hegemonia? Uh, something like that. Hegemonia. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even certain right now, actually. <laughs> I, know the, I know exactly the game we're talking about. I think it was supposed to be Imperium Galactica 3, and then that. Exactly, just, yes. And that just didn't work and out. That's when, and, I, and I only played Imperium Galactica 2. After I played the sort of stars and everything else that I could play as as forex, because back then when I first got the, when I was younger and I got got that game and I loaded it and I couldn't do what I, I didn't understood what is that game all about. So after sort of stars two, I was like, okay, let's try that, and I so much loved playing that one again as well, even though that was a almost a twenty year old game, if, if not more. You jump. You good. Well, one thing I wanted to ask uh, ask our guest about is this, and I will admit, it's like back. I used to do this back when there was such a thing as actual bookstores, and so a lot of times I'll shop for my video games the same time way. I'll say, "Hey, you know, this looks really interesting," and I'll shop at the artwork. And one of the first thing that struck me about this game, and I'm really astounded that the game looks so good, and it's your first uh, your first game. I wonder if you could. Talk to us a little bit about the artwork in your game, which is beautiful. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, the artwork is uh, is is being purchased, so I, I didn't I didn't myself made it, uh, with the exception of um, well, effectively there is only three player uh, uh, fleet sets that you can pick from, and there's also three enemy menace uh, 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 sets, and then, that, and then now another one which you can actually salvage yourself. And these are all coming from the Unity Asset Store. So I, uh, thankfully, uh, uh, Unity Asset Store has a bunch of assets that you can buy, sometimes an actual ship, or uh, some, in other cases, uh, you can get a, a kit bash. And then uh, even though I love modeling, I can't really texture. So that's hence why I'm, I'm really uh, uh, forced to buy assets from others. But I love using the kit bashes to create ships from bits and pieces. Uh, and and, and that's, that's where really the, 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 the visuals are coming from. But, you know, still, this is your first game, which is kind of astounding to me. And I don't know what your background is, which I do be interested in finding out more about but you know i mean did you just wake up one day and say hey i know let's make one of the most difficult kind of games to start out with you know it's, <laughs> what, I mean, it's like what, what, what it's like some people i've talked to they say hey i'm gonna make a game let's start out with uh let's start out with twitch or something you know and it's like okay uh how, what 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 was behind the decision here well, uh, I, I have a computing science background. I done university. Uh, uh, 2017, I finished it. And after that, I got a V job uh, doing databases, uh, front end, back end applications. And then uh, in that 
kind of setting I, I was working as a kind of solo developer for, let's say, a, a client. So it, it, it wasn't an actual computing, you know, a, com- a computing company, but rather a company that wanted a bunch of front-end and back-end things to be done. And, and I was the solo developer hired for that. And then after a couple of years, when I finished with most of the things that they wanted, I was like, look, I was able to do this on my own pretty much. Uh, so let's see. I mean, what would like what what I would like to do with my life? And I was like, you know, I really wanted, always wanted, to make my own game. And I and I had a lot of experience modding uh, since of a solo empire. So I always had this inspiration for really a forex game. So I was like, you know what? Let's let's see what what I can what I, let's see if I can do anything. And then that turned out to be uh, pretty much in a very backward way. I first developed the space combat. I wanted to see, can I make the ships move? Can I uh, see them shoot? And etc. And then when all that kind of came together, I was like, okay, so so can I make this into an actual forex? So bits and pieces, you adding to it all the time, and then eventually it turned out to be what it turned out to be. Well, see, you never know what somebody's background is going to be. I'm friends with somebody who's uh, an executive producer at AAA. And when I got to know him, I said, well, what's your background? And he said, ichthyologist. I said, are you kidding me? So <laughs> you, you, you never know. Well, indeed. Well, you know, when you have the inspiration. You know, when you when you when you have have a particular vision for it, I'm not saying it's a good vision. I I, I admit uh, the game is anything but perfect. Perfect from my point of view because that's what I actually wanted to make. Uh, but uh, but indeed, when you have a vision, you, you thanks to the internet and thanks to the Unity engine, which again pretty much gives you all the tools that you need to make your vision. Uh, re- reality and all the available resources, then there is no better time than now to actually try to make your uh, imagination to, to come to life uh, using a game engine like that. So so it, it, it's all to do with, with the time that we're living in that allowed me to actually do it. And, and that's awesome. It's, it's, it's so great that we have tools now like Unity and Unreal and whatnot to give all these budding... <laughs> new game developers, the tools they need to uh, make the games they want, you know? Exactly. I couldn't do it without it because I, I even though I can program, I don't have the know-how to actually create an engine. So, so uh, that would be a dead end pretty much. Can you imagine if people still had to make their own engines for everything? Like back in the 90s and the 2000s? We'd have so many fewer jo- games. <laughs> you have to John Romero that stuff. Oh God! <laughs> well, you know, when somebody makes something first because they have a a, vid- a dream or a vision, something they want to do just for themselves, you know, it, it's then you never know when it's going to catch on. That's how Stardew Valley started out, you know, and then it started to sell millions of copies. But the guy made it first for himself, you know. He said, "I want something to put on my resume." So. Well, my hat's on yeah. you, even if I'm not wearing a hat at the moment. You never know which, which what thing is going to actually catch on, so you have to try. That's exactly right. So I'm going to admit, I I, I ran into some road bumps with the UI. I'm going to admit, I ran into a few of course. road bumps with the UI. I was wondering how you came about making the UI the way it is, and do you have any plans on revising it? and making it more efficient at all. Well, I, can you can you explain what 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 was your road bump because because otherwise I would have a hard time to really answer your question. Okay. I know. So, I think one of the first road bumps I one of the first uh, speed bumps I ran into was moving fleets. Uh trying to move okay. uh select and move a fleet to another star system. I had to like figuring out which button did what was I mean it it I think it took two or three minutes just to figure that out, which is way too long. And I I'll admit I'm not that smart. <laughs> I will freely admit I am not that bright, but but uh it just took me a minute to figure out like I think it also took me a minute to figure out how to select the fleet like in the first place. Honestly. Um, so that was like, for example, the first speed bump I ran into. Yes. 
So, well, uh, well, selecting the fleets is, is, is you, I mean, uh, I don't, it's, it's not so much over the UI. I understand that that may be issues with, um, with uh, finding the, the right uh, uh, button to, to trigger the movement. Yeah. But that, 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 there are also a couple of other different ways to do that. So that uh, the game already has, has three ways to, to, to do that. The selection is, is pretty oh. much one way, but yes, there, there's, there's one way is when you just simply select uh, the, the item and then you get your action panel down there indicating all the kind all the different actions that you have access to. Uh, uh, and that is obviously content sensitive for, for the kind of fleet that you have. Uh, and then over there, there's a, there's a move command, uh, which gives you the kind of pointer uh, indicated by, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the dashed lines or something. Yeah. Uh, there's also uh, a, a kind of a shortcut that you can just simply right-click on anything that you can fly to. Like, for example, if you selected one of your fleet and then you just right-click on another solar system, immediately will uh, activate uh, these, these dashed lines and then you can... There you go. So, so you, you you don't need to click on the button effectively. Yes. There's a third way, which which comes from uh, sort of the stars, where you could actually just select any destination, and then there's there's one one particular button that you always find uh, assigned to any destination, like uh, another solar system, another fleet, another uh, whatever that you can fly to, uh, and then there's a V icon uh, uh, like. Um, is the icon uh, the 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 map marker icon usually from other uh, applications? You can click on it, and then that brings you up with a reroute menu where you can uh, tell any of the fleets. So so you don't need to one at a time select the fleet and send it to a particular destination. You can use this. You just select the destination, click on this this uh, uh, action button that brings up the the menu, and then you can send every every fleet or any fleet from there, uh, from that list to to go there. That gives you also information where they already heading, so you don't need to you know look it up or whatever. As well as gives you ETAs and and and, and this kind of stuff. Oh. I okay for one reason I didn't even think of trying the right click then. I that makes sense. And this was actually Obviously. given to me as an idea. No, that it, makes it sense. It wasn't mine. No, it makes sense because a lot of RTS games and whatnot, that's how you do it. But for some reason, my brain was like one of these buttons. I have to click one of these buttons that to have I, them move. I understand that 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 the thing is, you know, uh uh it's overwhelming. So M, I must say I I in my defense, a tiny bit, if, if I can say that, that in my defense, that to me, any and every Forex game I ever started, especially the proper Forex, is like Galactic Civilization, uh, uh, Sword of the Stars, I always had to kind of, you know, learn it how to do on one hand. And also the, the, the UI was usually fairly, fairly complex to me, you know, uh, so, so, so yeah, but yeah, I know it's, it's, it's difficult, it's difficult for me to to somehow you know convey all this at the right moment that's what i'm always looking for trying to figure out when to give you the information you know to do something right i've got, Go I've got to say uh, uh you can am i on yes we can yes of course yes. oh great uh i've got to say i found the ui pretty good and and intuitive for me at least for me, it's, I, I, oh, I, I, I've got I've got to set a counter, counterpoint here. Uh, I really I really didn't have have any any issues with the UI. In, in, oh, that's in good. Regard. That's good. That's, yeah. uh, I experienced the exact opposite. Huh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's that's. Very I must admit, I'm getting both both feedback. By the way, I'm getting both yeah. feedback. But again, it's 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 like you know, uh, uh, it's not conventional. That's for sure. So that's why I, I I can clearly see that 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 uh, you know without without uh, somebody telling you to look for for example for this feature that I was telling you this this set destination, but even that is took me a while to figure out way back then in Solar Stars as well uh, uh, to to kind of you know help you you don't need to always select every fleet one at a time because that's that would be freaking tedious when you you know set <laughs> launching an invasion or something. <laughs> Yeah, right. Because of the UI, I felt like the I feel like the big issue is the way that the, the, the tutorializing is done, and now it's just a huge oh I oh so what does this button do? It's suddenly just more text. 
I, I know, I know. So that's why, I mean, I, I mean, I must say that I can't really do any other way without text. So, 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 so that that I must say that 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 that's something is is kind of. I mean, I haven't figured out a way just yet. Let me put it this way. I really really try to kind of combine the two, you know, with these pointers to actually point you to, to what to look at, uh, while it gives you the, the kind of wall of text, sorry. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm kind of going away from that because I've been told that uh, the people don't really retain that information at the very beginning of the game. So therefore, I'm now going away and trying to do it in a way that you get a very short text, kind of telling you, hey, this menu... Uh, is colony management. There you go, in a very couple of sentences at most. And then you can individually yourself click on these info buttons that will trigger a V tutorial for a, for, a, for a more detailed look. And that you can do that anytime. If you forget it, you can just go back and, and do it again. And maybe putting all those into like a help screen? Or, or like a like kind of a Galactopedia style help screen. I, I know that was my original idea, but I must admit that. Um, well, I'm saying you have it's both. Like kind you of ha- difficult for you. No, yeah? I'm saying you have both. You have the pop ups and everything like you, you're talking about, but you also put them in a place people could refer to them later, as well. Is what I'm saying. If that makes yes, sense. Yes. Yes. But then again, that's, that that requires me a bit more wording, you know, even more text, because there in a Galactopedia, you don't have the benefit of the pointer pointing to what you're supposed to look at and whatnot, you know. So therefore, I need... So what I'm trying to say, I agree with you, but I've been also been told that too much text. Okay, so, you know, I'm, I'm in between the uh, busted phrase... You no, know? I get it. It's tough because it's for, rock in a hard place. It's tough yeah. because yes, that's the one. Yeah, no, it's tough because you got people like me and and some others who love text. Who like give me give me the manuals, give me the strategy guides, give me all that stuff. You, we love the text. And then you have other people who who don't like the text so much. I get it. It's it's a, it's a it it's a challenge. And and uh, I mean, and please th- please, we're not trying to be critical. Just to, just to be clear, no. we're not trying to be okay. No, good. No, no, good, oh, good, good. Please, please, please. Look, guys, I am, I am also learn. I am learning a lot. For example, good. as I said, that 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 feature that you can just right right click on a destination and there you go, shortcut. You can fly there without a problem. Is also been told, been given to me as an idea at the very beginning of early access. So I, you know, it, it's it's and it really makes sense as soon as they're telling me, oh yeah, of course I should have done that. Same as like now that you can close the menus with the ask button or even just to click beside the menu, you know, uh, on the sides. So, 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 so again, that, that never occurred to me until somebody telling me. So I'm always learning. Good, good, good. I just wanted to make sure we're all coming from a place of trying to be constructive. <laughs> well, yes. you know, I think of it this way is when I see somebody who really enjoys a game that I'm not really acquainted with. And, you know, I had Spaz help me through X4 Foundations. And I was talking with a friend the other day, you know, uh, and he said that, well, you know, he heard me talking about it all the time and he wants to really get involved in it. And he always considered it kind of daunting. And this is why... Uh, th- this kind of thing is important for me because this is the kind of game I really want to learn how to play. And I think I'd kind of, I see my friends here uh, and the joy they get from these games. And I really want to be able to enjoy your game, you know? Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I mean, I mean, the, uh, sadly there is no multiplayer. So, so, so you can't really uh, uh, enjoy, enjoy it, enjoy it that way. Uh, uh, but indeed uh, uh, it, 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 I wouldn't really do, do these things if I wouldn't see that people want me want me to actually fix things and improve things for the better so that they can enjoy it even more freely. Right. What would you say? Oh, oh, David had a question. David, what was your question? Yeah, I want to drop in here with uh, the UI stuff here. Uh, something that I experienced here when uh, trying to play the game. I, I I, I'm in the same boat as Forstner that I think I understood most uh, uh, GUI elements last I played, so I'm pretty happy that I figured out how most things work. But 
it's something that I struggled a little bit was with uh, selecting planets, looking around, uh, well, in the galactic map or whatever you can call it. And because I was expecting maybe, like, when you have this um, interplanetary camera where you can um, explore the battlefield, I think it was uh, called upon some some point, when you get this 2D camera where you can see the planets and stuff, you can actually use the WASD keys and move around. I was wondering, could we maybe get that for a galaxy map? Uh, it's been it's been proposed. I must admit, uh, the the scheme for how the star chart works is pretty much based on what I experience I had from sort of the stars. Uh, I I understand that uh, it's it, again it's been requested to do a WASD setup. I must admit I just don't see how that could ever really work. So the camera over there is an orbiting camera, uh, which usually requires something to orbit. Uh, uh, so 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 I I I know it's been asked. I just don't really see how can I do it in three D. You know because because because. With the exception of the the spiral map, uh, you have actually 3D maps with the, with the wide direction uh, to even bigger than than the width of the map itself. So it's it. I find it I find it difficult to imagine how I could uh, make that you know viable. You All know, right. maybe. Well, oh, go ahead, David. Okay, uh, because uh, sometimes when I want to uh, see the distance to stars, I. I have to click it, and then I need to go back to my previous plan to see what the distance were. So, if not moving the camera freely, could we maybe get it like a magnifying glass when you're mousing over a different star system or stuff like that? So the uh, name well, and the numbers. Just are a good idea, actually. Yes, I, I I see what you're saying. So effectively, um, hmm, yeah, I. I uh, not in a way how it is right now. So what 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 you kind of proposing that it would be that let's say with uh, with holding down the left mouse key you could uh, turn away from the focus of your orbit and then and then turn toward wherever you you know panning your screen. I'm sure you played the similar uh, uh, camera setups and then even maybe add a bit of a zoom to that. Uh, technically, that's actually not impossibility. Okay. All right. I had a thought about how to move around a 3D map with the um, you know, the WASD. Uh, make it like descent, you know, where you know WASD is forward, back, strafe, and then you can. Oh, that's brave. You can use the mouse to look around, or you could use like spacebar to move up, control to move down, you know, that sort of thing. Kind of make it like. Like you're moving a camera around as you would like flo floating around descent. I don't know if that's something that's possible, but that's the idea I just came it, up with. It's, it's it not an impossibility at all. It's just, uh, how to put it? It's um, usually what you, so, so as you know, when whatever you're selecting is what you're orbiting. Yes. And for that, you're getting the action buttons, etc. So if you if you fly away from that whatever you're orbiting your and your action buttons obviously will not change, uh, you get yeah okay you can move move to wherever you like to, but you will no longer have the focus of what you're supposed to work on. So so uh, beside mm. beside just looking around if if I understand correctly that's maybe what you are after a way for you to just to look around, uh, then yeah it can be done. But if it is anything that, you know, you do it with the purpose of, of, of doing an action, then that, that, that kind of becomes clunky and, and, and probably would cause a bit of an issue, you know, like even mm. setting a destination. If you, if, if you know what I'm kind of trying to get to right now. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. I was, just, I was just trying to build upon what Dave was saying. About but, but yeah, this kind of a look around idea is is not impossible. Uh, it, it it is something I I will I will look into what what I could do with, because that is possible to still stay wherever you are, but you know pan the, the your view away from your orbit, which is right now impossible. You can only just look at whatever uh, you are orbiting, uh, so you could can. Anyway, and then even implement some kind of a zoom for as a kind of magnifier 
system for you to be look away further. I mean, look closer to whatever you're looking toward. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we get it. it. I could see it being something like a free look toggle that yeah. you still keep you still keep the center point mm. uh, focused, and yes. then you yes. can round that. Uh, you know, fighters do that in in some space games where you can you know uh, pan away from from you, you're not looking at the the fighter itself. You can pan away left, right, up, and down just to see yeah. you know whomever is beside you or something. <laughs> Right. Yeah, there, there, there are definitely ways to make, cause I think one of the reasons, um, a lot of people haven't copied Sora of the stars is one of the reasons we're talking about a 3d map, a full 3d map like this, it can get unwieldy for some people, you know, like I think how many Forex games have a full 3d map? There's Sora of the stars, <laughs> there's Sora of yes, the stars no, that's, that's the one. and ascendancy has a 3d map. Really? Yeah, you can't. Sadly, you can't buy Ascendancy anywhere. You'd have to go the Abandonware route for that one. But sure, it's a, sure. do, a that's a DOS game from the '90s. Amazing game. Oh, then I wouldn't know. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. By the way, but uh, yeah, the, for some reason you can't freaking buy it. But that's really it, unless I'm forgetting ones. Unless I'm forgetting something, there aren't a lot of space for X's with a full 3D map and. I think you've run into one of the reasons, you know, why they don't catch on as well, because they can be a little more unwieldy for idiots like me. <laughs> no, no, it's no, no. I totally agree with you. Indeed. Uh, uh, again, uh, but it, I, I really liked it. You know, I so much liked it from sort of starts that I couldn't imagine myself doing, doing it in, 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 in just 2D. So, and again, since it's not that hard to make it 3D, you know, right. so you can kind of run, run away with it easily since it works. So it should it, it should work, hopefully, uh, for others as well. But yes, I agree. Uh, uh, there is a drawback uh, that, that hence why not necessarily as popular as, as, as other Forexes. And also because you know, I'm just one guy, so it's like my marketing is very little. Oh, no, it's I... I... My heart goes out to any indie game dev, especially now, because you're competing not only with other people who are making similar style games, you're competing with the 70 other games that came out on Steam at the same the same day you did. You know? So. Yeah, I know. I know. And not to mention, to be frank, I was I was uh, so surprised that for you, I mean, you probably know it better because I, I, I wasn't on top of things, but for years and years and years, everybody said that no future of RTS, especially not space RTS. So I was like, when I was doing it, there was nothing. And suddenly, as soon as a, a year passed, when I started the project, I, uh, I, I just kept the notifications from Facebook that another space game, another space game, another space space RTS, etc., etc. Well, games has, video games have been around long enough that you start to see cycles. Games get popular for a while, they die sure. out, and then they get popular again. And in in the in the case of space games, it all started around 2012. You had um, Elite, and you had Star Citizen, yeah. and you had FTL, and that uh, that showed people but hey, RTS kind, right? But that showed people hey, there's a market for space games. You know, there's a market for games in space that we thought people forgot about. So then people started making, you know, uh, people started making more games. More of space games started coming out. So yeah, we had a drought for a long time. And then in the early yes, we had. Yes. And then in the early 2010s, it really started to shift. Um for the better, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe not for you, because I have a lot of competition. Yeah, as you say, for 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 my particular genre, even though it's it's a forex, uh, but but with this 3D and Real-time combat and etc. There is not nothing like this. Anything new that coming coming out. So so with the exception, I guess, must say the what was it called now? Suddenly, followed just came out. The <laughs> you played it. You just played it. I watched your watched your video. Oh damn! The the is a. Oh. What did I just play? What did I just play? I'm not gonna remember. I'm not gonna. Never mind. That had, no. <laughs> Seriously. 
Never mind me. Never mind. I, I'm checking your YouTube, and I'm going to find it in a second, I'm sure. <laughs> well, um, one thing I can mention while you're looking is that uh, another reason why the space game genre just exploded again at that time was the ease of access to make new games. Yeah, Unity indeed. Was really kicking up around that time, and it, it had been around uh, as Unity 3D even before that, because there were a few space games that were made in that, like Battlestar Galactica Online, for example, and that was made for a browser. That's a name. And then they made Unity Standalone. That was a viral. And then, and then things opened up a lot after that. Yeah. And I can't find it. Uh, was it Chaos Galaxy 2? No, 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 no. That's fully true. It's a, it's a grand strategy. Oh. It's uh, where everything run by the AI. You can, you can uh, you know, set how oh, the AI dis- works for dis- you. Distant Worlds 2? They stunned the world, exactly, exactly. That was the only one that really actually brought uh, actual real-time combat uh, back, where you can actually control your ships, unlike in Stellaris or something. Uh, that That's the only one, really, that, that, that was similar in nature. That's true. They're, they're, I mean, but it's interesting. So many of the, we were talking about this earlier, so many of the Space Forex games have tried to copy the Master of Orion formula, even Stellaris to some extent. Um, whereas, you know, you tried to do something different, which you really appreciate because it, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I gotta say, it's kind of a brave choice emulating something that isn't as popular as what everyone else is doing. <laughs> well, indeed, it's like, you know, uh, this was not, a, not, a, uh, you know, uh, this idea wasn't come up with a marketing specialist who, you know, figured out what, what the market really wants. <laughs> really, it was a passion project, and, and it just turned out to be an actual game. And are you happy with how it's turned out overall? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, from, from my perspective as a, as a developer, I, I am really proud of the game. And um, I also still have a lot of other, other ideas for those that may think it's not enough content in it. <laughs> oh, good. I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't have a problem with the content. No, I, I was played a bit, I wasn't but... joking because oh, at oh. The early on, I was told that there's so many stuff in it. <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah, right. I just, want, I, just, I just wanted to say, uh, yeah, you, should <laughs> yeah. be proud, you should be proud of it because uh, I was pretty impressed and uh, learning that, that you are a solo dev is... Uh, Doing such such a, a game with such complex complexity is, is, is pretty amazing, in my opinion. Well, thank you very much, man. Thank you. Well, plus, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, go ahead. Well, you know, I just wanted to point out about while you know what Brian was talking about is not building your game on something that like a lot of other players, a lot of other devs might do. But the thing about that, to my mind, is, you know, okay, if somebody's going to build a type of game that's kind of like everything everybody else is playing, is, well, you know, I want to play something different. I want to. That's why I like indie developers so much, is because something that's going to be uh, a new trend, something that's going to be new and different, that's going to come from an indie developer like yourself. It's not going to come from a big triple house because you can sit down and say hey i think this would be great to do and with the big triple a house uh, investor will say no you don't you need to play it so that you need to develop it so it's just like all the other things and you know indie developers don't do cookie cutter things i agree yes yes totally triple well, uh, yeah, a can't afford to take risks <laughs> <laughs> it's also true also true yes yes which is kind of funny because uh, you know the amount of money that I put into it, and then and then some other you know big AAA companies put into it. Granted, they look much better than mine, but still, sometimes the content is kind of lacking. Well, I mean, well, oh god. Well, I was just going to say, don't don't beat yourself up as far no. as content lacking, because first off. Uh, when I think about an indie developer and sometimes what really has 
being part of this podcast has really made me appreciate is what a lot of indie developers have to go through to bring their product to market, you know, and we've talked to this in the show before. Somebody say, oh, well, what about this and this and this and this? And if you don't have experience in that area, you don't realize, well, yes, but I'd have to restart the whole thing from the ground up and I've already second mortgaged my house to bring this to market. So, you know, to my mind is I'm, I would rather have somebody bring something out that's playable so that I can enjoy it and like rather than rush something out and just say oh see there's a lot of content but there's some more bugs in it than an working man so to me it's like yeah don't beat yourself up over content just say hey look what I've achieved and thank you I was gonna say money more money doesn't always make a good game look at the Master of Orion uh, reboot from what was it 2016 by the folks oh, over yeah. Something like that. at Wargamer, they threw a lot of money at that. They had like professional voice actors and everything, and it was such a boring game. <laughs> it was so boring. Uh, so what would you say it was the biggest challenge you ran into in making this compli- complex, complicated, uh, massive 4X of a thing? Well... Well, to be frank, the biggest challenge for me was was the whole publishing aspect. I must admit, <laughs> uh, doing the trailer and then and then and then all the other parts, you know, the 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 artwork for the poster and this kind of stuff. Oh, Just yeah. due to the fact that, that that I I had no way. I even I wanted to you know hand this over to somebody to do do it. And I just had no really any way to tell them besides, hey, I would like it to be be good. <laughs> so therefore, I like that's not really a good instruction. So <sighs> so let's let's do it myself until it turns out to be something. <laughs> no, that's that's not unfair. Marketing is. Oh my god, I can't. I marketing is a skill that a lot of devs don't have. Right, and, and, and neither do I. <laughs> Yeah, you don't. If you don't have a background in it, then of course it's going to be a, a bit of a roadblock for a lot of people. And even if you do, like I work in marketing, technically I work in search engine optimization, which is a form of marketing. And mm-hmm. I can, you give me, you give me somebody else's stuff, and I could, I could market the hell out of it. Me, I am the worst marketer for myself. <laughs> I am absolutely awful, awful at marketing myself. So I, I think we all understand that challenge and it, it's kind of funny. You bring up that instead of something with the game. Like it's, it sounds like you're very proud of the game and, and you should be, of course, but it's funny that you bring up something like tangentially related to the game. That um, is your biggest challenge. which is probably one of the biggest challenges for any indie dev. Um, because but it is because this is the thing that you are not, not equipped for, you know, it's like, if you don't have, a clue at all, like me, um, really don't. Then, then, then it's like difficult to 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 make any headway. But when you're doing a game, and at, at least you know you have the idea of what you want, and you have the programming skills, you can eventually get to it. You know, so you're always making some progress, or at least learning from your mistakes. Right, and you didn't take, you didn't go to college for marketing. You didn't take classes in marketing. You know, marketing no. is not your passion. So, like, how can you expect someone to be good at marketing who has like no skills in it, no interest in it? <laughs> it well, again, thanks to the time that we live in, at least. Uh, as I mentioned previously, the engine availability and the assets availability, which is like getting every day dozens of new stuff on, on the asset store. You, there's also Steam and there's also Itch. Uh, so, so at least you can bring it in front of, hopefully in, in front of the people that, you know, actually interested in, in, in your kind of game without really having to, to you know, trying to sell it in a shop or something, you know, like like back in the days. And and how and how did you find early access on Steam? By the way, did you uh, find it helpful? I didn't do early access on Steam. Early access was only on on itch.io, oh, and it okay. was really helpful. It was really helpful. I was I was I was kind of afraid of of coming to Steam early on because uh, the first of all the vision has changed uh, quite a bit originally the the, the look was uh, more of, I was trying I was trying to aiming for this kind of holographic ships look 
using my own kind of models. And sadly, I never really could 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 get that very right. I, I kind of like. Then, I, I just want to jump in. I like the kind of vector graphics you have for the for the for the. Oh, thank you uh, for the. Sh- it reminds me of the. Uh, I don't know if you ever played one. It's called a Vectrex. It was a very early. Um, it was a very early uh, home video game console. It came out in like 1979, I don't think so. 1980. No, no. It was entirely vector graphics. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so that, that, that's what your game reminded me of is um, the good old Vectrex in, in a good a way. Boomer ass reference. That's a boomer ass reference. Bro. <laughs> you, you, you know what, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Go Some back of to, us were alive when they were new. You know, go go back to your avocado toast millennial or whatever the hell, or Gen Z or whatever the hell you are. I don't know. You think you think I could afford those <laughs> in this economy? <laughs> yes. Well done. Well done. No, um, no, I. I forgot about the itch thing. No, I've noticed that we've had, we've had a few more developers that skipped um, steam early access entirely and did it on itch. And it's interesting because I think that's a great idea. Like, cause itch is a much more focused community. They really helpful. I must admit, There's so much help I got there in terms of feedback. Uh, uh, so, so, and it's a, I wouldn't say less, not like Steam is hostile, but I was afraid of that. I was afraid that if I bring it to Steam and then it's obviously not perfect, then, you know, I kind of lose, I mean, they lose interest over time. So hence why I went to to Itch first. Yeah, the people on Itch seem far more invested and focused than the people on Steam. Um, We didn't talk about the Steam forums. There's some overlap, no. but I would say that the people who are on itch are specifically going there to look for specific things, yes. genres. So they're going to be more invested in that than, say, exactly. someone on Steam who just sees a game in their queue, buys it, and then wants to refund it in two hours because of whatever reason. Yes, of course, of course. It's a different different marketplace, that's for sure. Different attitude in terms of, uh, uh, obviously, I sold a lot less over there, uh, but then again, the feedback was kept coming and really helped me to, to kind of fix up the box. And then now I'm getting even more feedback, which again, even helps me even more. Uh, but at least I must say uh, my audience is are, are very, very, helpful and patient oh, good. Oh, good. With, with me because it's not perfect. The game the game has still bugs and issues that I, that they find me. They send me the files and then I can just fix them left and right. It's so interesting to see the different the differences between audiences of certain games and types of games on Steam and elsewhere. Like with smaller indie efforts like yours, a lot of times I see a more helpful, positive uh, Steam forum, whereas you go to a slightly larger game, and it's just toxic vitriol all the way down. It's all racism. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had really the best people. Really, really, I, I'm, I'm almost daily. I'm with some of them. I'm even in contact to, to email as well. So, 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 yeah. And and I think they, I mean, they give me the strength to keep continue doing it, you know, because you need that as a developer when you're just doing it for five years on your own and you 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 need some kind of a motivation besides finishing, besides wanting to finish the game. Did you have uh, any, besides the people on it, did you have any like friends or anything help play test it for you? Sadly, my friends don't really interested in anything forex uh, or space games like so. So no, not not really. That's that's tough. Yeah, I mean, fi- finding finding play testers can be a real challenge. So I I get that. Um, but uh, I have to say, I mean, I'm looking forward to playing your game more. It's very interesting. And and now that you've told me about that trick with the movement of fleets. I think I'll have an easier time moving things around. Oh, I feel so dumb. And then again, if you guys have any ideas, just 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 pop it into the forum, and then I, I am I am always happy to 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 try to uh, uh, come up with solutions for your requests. Like I'm gonna be honest, most of mine would just be just just being the one, but like 
uh, how do I say? It would just be repeating um, uh, writer manual like I'm Cato uh, yelling about the burning of, of Carthage. <laughs> uh, but, but that's again, yes, yes. I I, I got the message. It, it, it's not God. the most easiest thing for me. I rather program, oh, I you know, know, a couple of new features than to write anything. <laughs> you are asking for feedback. No, that is my feedback. It, no, yeah, it's it, it, it's, it so, it's totally fair. I mean, a manual is a massive project you know, for any game. And, and we always love it when we see a manual, but a lot of people, a lot of games that we see that have manuals have more than one person working on them. (laughs) So yeah, possibly, possibly. Yes. So, so good. Oh, okay. Uh, So Zoltan, I need to uh, ask here. I know the game just have been released and I, I, Gotta say, it's a massive undertaking of making your freaking first game of the 4X title in a three-dimensional environment. So, and yeah, it's very early to ask this, but where do you go from here? Are you going to make another game later on down the line? Uh, Well, for right now, uh, for sure for a year or so, I'm planning to release a number of updates, uh, content updates. So obviously I'm constantly patching, so that's uh, that's nothing to do with that. I already released uh, uh, the latest, I mean, the the very first content update, the derelicts, where you can uh, find... uh, derelicts uh, drifting in deep space and then uh, reclaim some uh, ancient ships which are uh, brand new ships brand new ships with new abilities etc and then i also have another four or five major features that i would like to add to the game so that's kind of the plan for the for the year or so uh, and indeed uh, i already have some ideas for a new project for the uh, next project and whenever i have the time i i will surely uh, do some you know tinkering with that in terms of a prototype or something and then and then yeah yeah most most certainly would like to make games one after the other well, that's right. that. That's great to hear that uh, your first game didn't turn you off of making games entirely. Because I have heard that. Oh no! So that's good. That's well, very one thing good. I learned: not to make it that this complex. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah. fair. So, yeah. So this yeah. Uh, this was this it's game totally was my yeah. passion project. Next game is going to be about uh, 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 learning how to you know um, limit it. Still make it fun, find the fun without needing to make a huge game, you know. Next That's kind of, yeah. Next game. Next learning restraint can next, be very important for next the game. Next game, a one-button yes. auto-battler roguelike. That's your next game, is a one-button... <laughs> 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 no, I, no, I want some fantasy, fantasy RTS style Ooh. stuff. Oh. Yeah, something, I, something. I, you can't go wrong with me. I love a good RTS, any RTS. So no, no, not a full blown RTS. Not a oh. full blown RTS. Oh. Not a full blown RTS. No, I mean that would be a big project again. No, no, no. I have some True. ideas. A bit of a bit of an experiment that that, that I would like to do, and then then see if it goes anywhere. So, oh. so yeah, but I'm surely going to send you a key as soon as the demo is done. But oh, that's it's exciting. not going to be now. Right, of course. So, yeah, something to look forward to. <sighs> so, yeah, me at RTS. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> so we should start wrapping up, uh, friends. The game is Stellar Sovereigns. I apologize. It is. It is 1.0 at this point on Steam. Uh, it is a. It is a pretty big space 4x with a. There's a lot here. There's a lot. Uh, to do, there's all kinds of politics. There's and and it 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 looks a little daunting. It kind of is, but there are apparently ways to make things less daunting that I didn't know about. And there are governors on um, uh, colonies that'll help with with uh, automation a little bit. So it it might look a little daunting, but it isn't as daunting as it looks. Um, so definitely check it out. Uh, so next week, I don't know. I'm sorry. I've been really scatterbrained because of work has been a nightmare lately. So I just haven't had the time to put something together. We'll figure something out. I don't Give know us what a yet. moment. Yeah, we'll figure something out for next week. Uh, so, yeah, but I don't know what yet. And uh, tomorrow is going to be more Everspace 2, which awesome. Um, Yay! Yeah, love it. So, uh, Zoltan, <laughs> thank, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Uh, to talk about uh, your game and thank you for making your game. We definitely need more good 
There have been so many forgettable space forexes. It's about time we got another good one. You know what I mean? And uh, I appreciate you taking the time and effort. Good. This one's certainly not forgettable. It might be extremely fiddly and obtuse, but it is not forgettable. No, no, no. <laughs> thank you very much, guys, and thank you for having me and getting to know you guys. It, it, it was really awesome. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Be safe, be well, take care of each other. Thank you, as always, to our patrons, and thank you to always, as always, to those of you who have gotten vaccinated. If you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, just stop listening and do it right now. Just just go. Just go to your, your nearest... I don't know, hospital, clinic, whatever it is, and and freaking get vaccinated. Please, for the love of whatever deity you believe in, please. Uh, with that, we'll see you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.